Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Scared Stiff Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Plumatello, a filmmaker here in Connecticut who has created 83 short horror films and was writer and director of the upcoming feature-length film, Halloween Candy. I am joined, as usual, by my co-host, Fred Bonheim. Hello, everybody. And today we have a very special show. It's our Thanksgiving special. That's right. <laughs> yeah, tis the season. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a holiday that hasn't been featured in horror movies nearly as much as Christmas or Halloween. Yeah, there's still it's pr- still pretty spare, I would say. Yeah, it's been a sparely used backdrop in horror films until I want to say 2007 when Grindhouse came out. Yeah, Eli Roth's uh, fake trailer for Thanksgiving, which is finally becoming a real movie in a different form this year. Yeah, we're finally getting a big budget Hollywood horror film based upon Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think and it, it very well. It's probably the first one, the first studio made mainstream Thanksgiving horror movie. I, I believe so. When that trailer first hit, we started getting a trickling of really low budget Thanksgiving films. Yes. And those are what we're going to discuss today. Well, and then there are some that predate that, but... Um, oh, there were. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you about some from the 70s and the 80s. They largely... Some of them are Thanksgiving adjacent, as you might say, and some of them are based in Thanksgiving, but don't necessarily evoke the the mood and the holiday that well, but they still count. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about some of those. See, I'm learning here today. So hopefully you guys at home will learn a little bit about Thanksgiving horror. Mm-hmm. So Fred, why don't we start from the beginning? What, what was the first horror Thanksgiving film that you are aware of? It was the first one that I'm aware of, I think is probably... And, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not a scholar on the subject in as much as there might be one, but there is a movie called Blood Freak from 1972, which is not explicitly a Thanksgiving horror movie, but it is a slasher movie about a guy who eats a uh, turkey with, filled with experimental drugs and his head turns into a paper mache turkey and he goes on a killing rampage. It's cheap and it's stupid. But it's kind of fun if you like that kind of like really cheap exploitation horror movie from the early 70s. Wow. So this is 50 years ago we had a Thanksgiving horror film. Yeah. I mean, if you count that. I mean, if you're a real stickler, it's not technically taking place in November specifically about Thanksgiving. But, I mean, it's a turkey-headed monster movie. So I think it kind of counts. It counts in my book. Yeah, it's the kind of thing when you look up a list of Thanksgiving horror movies, it, it often is listed among the others. All right. What what came next? Let's see. The next movie I have on my list here is chronologically uh, Blood Rage from 1983. And this is a slasher movie. Also, it's sometimes listed as 1987. So I'm going to go with the earlier date. <laughs> but okay. this is a, a slasher movie in which uh, we, we start um, with these two twin brothers – and one of them commits murder and frames the brother. So that guy gets sent away. The other one lives free until his adult years. And then his, co- his brother comes back and goes on a rampaging revenge killing spree. It's kind of a very typical of these sorts of movies. It does take place on Thanksgiving. This one is very direct about that. It's not filled with necessarily Thanksgiving imagery that you might feel like really evokes the the holiday and the and the time of year and anything but it is very 
directly a Thanksgiving horror movie. It may be, you could call this the first one that really counts. And it's celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. bad we didn't get Blood Rage B4O. <laughs> well, <laughs> there are, as I was looking these up on IMDb, there are other movies that use the title Blood Rage. I don't think they have any relationship to the original, though. Okay. Great. That's two two that sound very interesting. Yeah, and then the next one in the 80s that I am familiar with is called Home Sweet Home. And this is a weird one. It is stupid and cheap. Um, there's a very strange character who likes to interrupt the other characters making out in the other room and stuff. He's His face is painted white like a mime, and he plays electric guitar at, at everybody. But this is most notable, I would say. It's a group of friends throwing a Thanksgiving dinner, but I would say this one is most notable for uh, the killer in this movie is played by body the body by Jake guy. If you remember that guy from the I, infomercials, I do. wow, okay, he is the killer in this movie, and he's a big, burly, hulking, muscular dude. And imposing guy, so yeah, seems and, fitting. And he probably wanted this scrubbed from his uh, his history later on. Not that. Body by Jake is like a huge point of pride necessarily, but he got his start in a cheap 1981. Uh, oh, so this one actually came first, but he got his start in a 1981 horror movie called Home Sweet Home, where he played a murderer killing people on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so this is a lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, I mean those are so those are some of the oldest ones. I mean, in general, with Thanksgiving, it's it's. It's kind of been overlooked at the movies as opposed to your Halloween movies and Thanksgiving and uh, I'm sorry, your Christmas movies. It's been there. There are very few Thanksgiving Day classic movies that you can even mention. You know, the the ones that you are probably thinking of is like Planes, Trains and Automobiles is is really the one, the one mainstream one. And I wonder if this is that it's uh, it's a very American holiday and they don't studios may not think that these movies will travel very well in outside territories it's very interesting they released um a few years back i guess it was like the 30th anniversary at the time for playing straight and automobile which is top five movies of all time for me oh okay oh i love that movie i actually did write a little horror treatment for a horror film on thanksgiving Uh uh-huh what did i call it it was like brains change and automatic guns (laughs) and it was like two guys that are cross-country escaping the zombie apocalypse Oh, that's actually pretty clever. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it one day. Maybe. No one steal that idea. <laughs> I digress. Anyways, what I was saying about planes, trains, and automobiles, they put out an anniversary DVD a few years back, and the packaging was designed to make it look like it was a Christmas movie instead of a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. That maybe shows the lack of trust in Thanksgiving that the studios have. Christmas is way more bankable. Yeah, and maybe more so recently because Black Friday became such a draw for people to get out of the house and not go to theaters over the long weekend, I suppose. But, you know, we we talked about bad release dates when it came to the Halloween movies, and I know we've talked about this before, that releasing Sleepy Hollow in 1999 at Thanksgiving, which was clearly a month too late for that film. Yeah, that was questionable, although they never mentioned Halloween in the no, movie. No, but the, the imagery is so clearly. No, absolutely. For me, it's a Halloween movie. I watch it every October. Me I never watch, I never rewatch it in November. To me, yeah. it's still a Halloween movie. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think what else in 99, what else came out that October. I know Bats was that October. Uh, I don't uh, know when The Sixth Sense came out, but that was a competing horror I want to say that was film. September, and I, I want to say 
House on Haunted Hill was also October. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine Sleepy Hollow trying to escape bats and the House on Haunted Hill. I mean, I know we know it did well, so perhaps yeah. they made the right call. I mean, it was one of the top, it, one of top grocers of Tim Burton's career at that time. Yeah, Thanksgiving is a big time for movies. It's, I know it was one of the bigger movie days of the year. Yeah, well, it's it's families getting together, and most people have off for a couple of days over a long weekend, and it's it would seem to be a good time to get people to go out to the theater. Yeah. Another thing is um, Thanksgiving is the eve of the most violent day in the United States, <laughs> which is a Black Friday. Yes, and uh, we've seen that depicted. There's a movie with Bruce Campbell from a couple of years ago called Black Friday. Uh, the, the opening scene of Krampus takes place on Black Friday. Um, there's a great trilogy of South Park episodes based on the uh, based on um, Game of Thrones that all takes place on Black Friday and about the violence that in, ensues then. And then, as I understand it, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving opens with a Black Friday sequence as well. So this is all clearly part of the uh, inspiration for some of these violent stories about Thanksgiving, too. Speaking of South Park, in their first season, they did a great Thanksgiving episode that was pretty much a horror movie. Yes, and I, w- I was going to bring that up as well, too, because there are, I can count three animated series that have Thanksgiving horror episodes, one being Starvin' Marvin in, I think, season one yeah, or maybe first season, season two of South Park, where the turkeys revolt. And then there is an episode of uh, Bob's Burgers called Dawn of the Peck. And it's about um, a fun run in the town where they live. And uh, they, they're supposed to run alongside the turkeys, but the turkeys all revolt against them. And it's kind of like a Dawn of the Dead parody. And then The Simpsons did a Thanksgiving of Horror, which was a Treehouse of Horror uh parody a self-parody i don't know if you i don't know what you'd call it but they did a horror episode with segments like that like creep show style um called simpsons thanksgiving of horror yeah i remember that being very gory i remember <laughs> i remember it well i i but I, that part i remember being really surprised about how much gore they put into that yeah so yeah thanksgiving's getting some love finally it took a little while yeah yeah i mean there are definitely some like the some of that I mentioned before, Blood Freak, Blood Rage, <clears throat> Home Sweet Home. These don't have Thanksgiving in the title. They're not fully sold on that as a premise. Um, they're not trying to sell the movie as a Thanksgiving movie to get people to watch it necessarily, which is you'd think for an exploitation movie, you'd really want to exploit that. But they use that as an excuse in a lot of cases to get people together. Um, so it's a good way to get a bunch of people in a house. The same thing for The Oath and Cretia and a lot of these movies. It's like the setup is often family members or friends who may not necessarily belong all in the same place. They all come together in one place, and that's, that's where a lot of mayhem can ensue. I tell you, Fred may not know a lot of things, but man, he knows his Thanksgiving horror movies. <laughs> you know, each year... I tend to look seasonally at what what I can watch per season you know I'm when when we talk about what are you watching for Halloween I'm saving the thing and the shining for when it snows that's kind of I like to watch seasonal stuff so when Thanksgiving comes around I try to look up Thanksgiving movies horror or otherwise yeah whenever I see the first snowflake drop I get my DVD copy of misery and pop that there bad you go. boy in exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> I feel you 
Yeah, so let's talk about, um, there's a few that are available for streaming out there that we both have watched recently. Yeah, I mean, there is, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one, but there was a show on Hulu for that ran, I think, a year or two called Into the Dark, and it was a Blumhouse production, and they weren't all great, but the concept I really liked, speaking of seasonal stuff, is every every month they would release a movie that would have at least some relationship to a... Uh, a holiday from that month and they did two November releases one was called Flesh and Bone which didn't really feel like a Thanksgiving horror movie but one was called Pilgrim and that was about a family that was sort of being terrorized by a troop of um, pilgrim reenactors I guess you might call them and they were dressed as pilgrims, and they were they were terrorizing this family as they were home for Thanksgiving. And that is one that you can definitely find streaming. That's on Hulu. It only came out a few years ago. Um, it was directed by Marcus Dunstan. He was the director of the movie The Collector and The Collection. Those are pretty solid, and he wrote some other films, too. He uh, is a credited writer on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um... Piranha 3 Double D, Saw 3D, Saw 6, a couple of other, you know, he, he was involved in the Feast franchise and some of the other Saw movies. So he's got some horror bona fides. And um, yeah, this this series did a pretty good job of getting some like some solid directors. You know, they, they look, they're low budget. They're not shot as well. They don't, they don't have a very filmic look necessarily, but I just really appreciated this series having a, a a new seasonally themed episode each month. And um, while this wasn't one of the best ones, if you're starved for Thanksgiving horror content, this is very explicitly a Thanksgiving horror film. There were a few films that are readily available that you guys could check out too that are on Tubi right now. One was uh, The Last Thanksgiving. Did you check that one out, Fred? I did, yes. What did you think? I I had mixed feelings on it. You know, it's not it's not something I want to rag on too much because I appreciate the level of budget these guys had to work with. Um, I think it tried to do too much. I don't think the writing is as clever as they thought it was. Some of the dialogue is a little a little too clever for its own good, um, and some of the actors can't really pull it off that well. You know, you're working with mostly amateurs, although. Oddly enough, Linnea Quigley is in it and doesn't have much to do, but she is there. Um, there's a lot of gore. It's not the most convincing gore. Some of it's shot in, in a way that is clearly trying to hide the seams. But it's there if you like the bloody, gory kind of stuff. It, it, at least at least they went for it, you know. I noticed the cinematography at the beginning captured Thanksgiving nicely. Yeah, it really looked like it was shot at the time it was supposed to be taking place, which I always appreciate. Oh, yeah, that definitely helps really sell that this is a Thanksgiving movie. But as then once we cut to the actual narrative part of the movie, you know, you could see this it was a lower, low budget. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, definitely lower budget. Um, you could feel it a little bit as it went on. I would say the locations are pretty good. You know, they the, most of the movie takes place inside a diner, and they got a real place to shoot. And then some of the movie takes place in a movie theater, and they were able to get an actual movie theater and some of the driving scenes that, you know, that it can really look terrible on a low budget sometimes. And they weren't terrible. So I give some credit for that. You know, 
if this is the kind of thing you like to watch on a particular holiday, you could do worse. But it's not, this is certainly no instant classic, I would say. I was into it, though. Like, I was following the story. Yeah. Like, I thought the characters are actually pretty good, all the people in the diner. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to give a little summary, it's uh, this girl who's a dro- college dropout, doesn't really get doesn't really get along with her family too well. She would rather stay home on Thanksgiving, but she works in a restaurant, and they insist on being open for Thanksgiving. When she gets there, they're told if nobody shows up, they can go home and then one customer shows up and it's Linnea Quigley and she wants to, she, she's intending to eat there. Then we learn that there are, <clears throat> there's this family of cannibals that intend to kill and eat people who are not celebrating Thanksgiving properly because they're not home with their families. So this group of people, because they're all at work, they are the target for this killing spree. So these killers meant well, but in their suppose, own, their own yeah. sick, twisted logic, mayhem. Yeah, yeah. that's ensues. a matter of perception, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, and it was you know it was good. I could tell that towards the end of the movie, from a filmmaker's point of view, I could tell they were rushing. The lighting in that the last couple scenes was mm-hmm. probably the worst of the whole movie. So you can tell they were probably rushing at that point. Yeah. I can guess that's what I would expect. Characters were good. I think it's paced really well. It's yeah, it's not. Out. It's not too long. I mean, it it gets a little it takes a little while to get going. I thought, and there some of the pacing issues I had early on were just moments that hung on too long. It's like I feel like you could cut out two seconds here, five seconds here, twelve frames here, you know, whatever, and it would have helped move things along. But it's not a very long movie, which is definitely helpful. Um, this kind of thing is very fashionable these days to these days to do a synth score, and it definitely has that kind of very '80s throwback. You know, trying to sound like a John Carpenter. Yeah, I was gonna say score. in my notes I wrote the opening credits kind of had a Halloween three vibe to it. The, the yeah, it's clearly score. what it's going for, and you know that's that's very popular now. People people love that kind of thing. The synth score has made a huge comeback in the last few years. Yeah. What's old is new again. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. I, I say it's a. Uh, you could see a lot worse things, but I thought it was actually a pretty entertaining considering I think it was in the 70 minute range. Yeah. It was, check it out. It's on Tubi right now. I think it's on Amazon as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I watched it on Amazon freebie. So it's free with ads. Um, and it, you know, there's not much like it out there. You know, we're, we're talking about these Thanksgiving horror movies. This is kind of the one that exemplifies what I expect to see. Now that might change this year with Eli Roth's film, but as far as what a, Thanksgiving slasher movie or Thanksgiving horror movie means when you think about what that would be, your typical holiday horror movie. This is kind of the closest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Next on the list, um, also available on Tubi, we have Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving. What did you think of Thanksgiving? It's been a while since I've seen it. It's stupid on purpose. It's one of those kinds of things. So if you're willing to go along with that, you know, it's a, it's a, cartoonish looking stupid turkey puppet that's that's your villain for the movie so you know what you're getting and there's a certain pleasure to be found within that it's it's fun it's not a classic that i'm going to revisit all the time but i know a lot of people do it's another short one i want to say it's in the 70 minute range yeah it costs nothing 
I'm sure it looks cheap. Yeah, it was. I think it was filmed for thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and then it blew up. It became because I think because there was very little competition for it, it became a, a favorite for a lot of people. See, I think that Eli Roth trailer. A lot of people saw that and started creating these really ultra low budget mm-hmm. Thanksgiving horror films. Yeah, it's amazing how few people thought of this before then. You know, it's not like we were going over. It's not like they didn't exist at all, but. I think that really sparked a lot of people's imaginations. Like, wait, wait, there really isn't like a definitive Thanksgiving horror movie. That's true. So you got people like this who came along and decided they were going to try to fill that void. And for a lot of people, this really does the job. Yeah, it had a lot of good um, Thanksgiving scenics. Mm-hmm. You know, that you know doesn't take itself too seriously, like we said. And it was entertaining. Clearly, it, it was a puppet, but I think that was part of the joke yeah it's it's at no point are you supposed to take this thing seriously yeah the opening shot is a, a woman's naked boob <laughs> so you know kind of sets the tone it sure does yeah yeah same opening shot for length killing three was uh, another close-up of a woman's boob yes it's worth noting that there is no thanks killing two they go from one to three and, and that's the joke yeah so what did you think of thanks killing three i remember very little of it it's been a long time I do not remember it quite as fondly as I remember the first one. However, I can say that. Thanks Killing 1 had quite the following that they were able to raise, do a Kickstarter and they raised maybe $150,000 for Thanks Killing 3. Mm-hmm. So, which is a huge increase over the original budget. But Thanks Killing 3 just didn't do it for me. Yeah, too too dumb, huh? Yeah, and it's I, I it's not that I'm against dumb movies. I I just I kept looking at my watch. I kept pausing to see how much longer is this thing. Yeah. No offense to the filmmakers. I'm sure people love this movie. I was just not one of them. It definitely has its fans. It wasn't just the turkey that was a puppet, but some of the human characters were also puppets. Mm-hmm. But they were supposed to be human in the show. And it just, I don't know, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. So I can't recommend it, although some people may love it and be like, what are you talking about? That was a great movie. <laughs> so, But that's the thing about movies. It's subjective. Yeah, you I mean, it, you love it. I, I would point out, like you said, no shade to the director, Jordan Downey. He he made a film in 2018. It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, but it was called The Headhunter. And I don't know what the budget was on this thing, but it looks infinitely better. And it's a completely different style than either of the Thanksgiving movies. I mean, it's got a very like A24-ish, to to use an example, I know that's not the best example, but very artistic, sort of uh, epic kind of quality to it. The photography reminded me a bit of The Witch, which is high, high praise. What you get out of the movie, because some people will tell you that it's boring and whatever, it's it's not for everybody. But the the artistry that went into this thing, it's like, it's, it's remarkable that it came from the same person. So I just wanted to give him his props on that because that is an achievement. I mean, he did a remake or a reboot or sequel of Critters as well. I have not seen that one. It's called Critters Bounty Hunter. But this movie, The Headhunter, looks like a much more professional and, like I said, dramatic and artistic achievement as opposed to just doing something silly and fun. Yeah. Well, it's out there. Those are those three movies we just discussed are out there on Tubi. So take a look-see for this Thanksgiving. Yeah. So there's another movie called uh, Alien Abduction Incident at Lake County. I'm not sure where this is available. I believe I watched it on YouTube a couple of years ago. If I, if I have the details correct, this was a TV movie in 1998. 
And it's worth noting that it was 1998 because it's a fully found footage movie. It came, it's like presented as this was on somebody's camcorder. They started shooting during their Thanksgiving dinner. And then as the title kind of spoils, there was an alien abduction and it's, it's fairly convincing. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty well done. Um, the director, Dean Alioto, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, I apologize, but he made this film and he had made a, a, an earlier film kind of the same thing. And then this, this was the sort of more polished professional TV movie version of it called the McPherson tape. But um, <clears throat> it takes place during a, ho- uh, a Thanksgiving dinner. It's not really the theme of it. The alien portion takes over, but it does. It is a found footage movie, fully found footage, and it and it did come before the Blair Witch Project. So it is. It does deserve some credit for that. Speaking of made-for-TV movies, this is not horror. Brian Cranston starred in National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Vacation. That is that was right? 2004. That was the same wow. year they put out Christmas Vacation Part 2. And I thought it would be something they would air every year. I've never seen it since. It aired <laughs> one time, and that was it. It must not have gone over very well. I thought maybe during Breaking Bad that they would you know, take advantage of its popularity and air it a couple times, but that's a movie that just kind of went in the vault. Well, maybe the popularity of Breaking Bad and the clout of Brian Cranston allowed him to put it in the vault oh, because I'm sure it's not something he sounds he's super proud of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You also recently watched Amityville Thanksgiving. Well, I'll correct you a little bit on that because I watched about 15 minutes of it and I'm, I'm a completist, so I'll probably go back and finish, but that's about all I could take. It's not a real movie. No, not to be mean to these, to the people who made it, but I don't know how it got out there. You know, the, you can just take the name Amityville and slap it on anything these days. Oh, there's a lot of those right now. Well, there are two of these because there's Amityville Thanksgiving from last year. And now this year, there's going to be Amityville Turkey Day. I don't know what relationship these things going to have to each other. But this one, it, it starts. I mean, you could tell this was amateur hour. These are not people that understand how to make a film. They just realized that they could get some people together and call it Amityville and make... So I'll finish it because I like to torture myself like that. But this is not... uh, If you're looking for... This makes the last Thanksgiving. For all my reservations about that being a classic in any way, this is the... That it makes that movie look like John Carpenter's Halloween. It is just this is not a, this is not something I can really recommend anybody watch. Okay, so not a high praise by the king of Thanksgiving horror movies, <laughs> Fred. Here now, I, now I do have another one which I would recommend people watch, which is uh, it's a movie called Christie from 2014. Have you seen this one? I've never heard of it. I saw it on Netflix. Um, as I see here, it's on Tubi, it's on the Roku channel, it's on Pluto TV. There are places you can find it. I guess, you know, Tubi and Pluto, you might be able to watch it with ads. So so it's it's free streaming. It This is a, a solid recent horror movie. It's, co- it's called Christie. Like I said, it's from 2014. It was directed by Ollie Blackburn and written by Anthony Joswinski. It stars Haley Bennett and Ashley Green. Uh, Lucas Till, Chris Coy. It is a movie about a girl who stays behind on Thanksgiving break 
at her college. So the college campus is completely deserted except for her and the security card. And then, as you might imagine from a horror movie, there are some more people that show up. And it has a very interesting motivation for the killers that I, I found compelling. And these, it has really suspenseful, tense sequences. Gets a lot out of a very kind of simple plot. Again, it takes place at Thanksgiving. It doesn't really evoke Thanksgiving. You're not seeing a lot of leaves. You're not seeing a turkey dinner. You're not seeing decor, really. But it's shot well, and I just I, I personally liked this one partly because I remember being left behind on the college campus after everybody else went home, and I had this this one night to myself on my college campus the day before Thanksgiving. I didn't I didn't go home till that Wednesday. Everybody went home on like Monday and Tuesday, and it was pretty eerie feeling being on this big campus with big buildings, which I'm usually, I was usually used to seeing filled with people. And I, I found it a little creepy. And then I just hold up, hold up in my room, like a bunker sort of. And it was a really good setting for this movie. And it's a, it's a brisk movie. It's fast paced. It again, it's tense sequences throughout this campus. It's all, it's all very simple, but it all works really well. And I would recommend anybody watch that. It's funny. I had a very similar situation in college. Mm-hmm. We were we had to vacate the property at a certain time for Thanksgiving break, but there was something I wanted to do the next day with one of my friends. So mm-hmm. we kind of stayed in our dorm. Oh, un- my dorm, unbeknownst to the staff. And my dorm was right across from security, so we had to keep the lights off. So like we kind of spent the night in the dark. Yeah. As if it was a power outage. And we, if we had to sneak out to get food, you know, we had to like really kind of hide behind the garbage cans and right. get, get to the card without even seeing us and then sneak back. And yeah, so it was, it was prime for a horror movie. Yeah. No security really was on campus. So there's no one to save the day. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in this, in this situation in the movie, there's one security guard, but uh, she's on her own for the majority of the time. And it's, uh, I, Mild spoilers is not really spoiling much, but it's it's more than one person that's after her. So she's evading people, and then she she unravels what the motivation is, and and it's kind of interesting. Is it an original take? You know, it's an original setting. I hadn't seen a movie set in that setting location before, and the the motivation of the of the villains was an original take as well. I thought. You got any more on your list here? The only other one I really uh, noted was one that doesn't really count, I don't think, because I don't think they mentioned Thanksgiving at any any point. But when you look up some of these lists of people telling you what to watch, horror movies to watch around Thanksgiving, Troma Studios' Poultrygeist comes up a lot. And it's it's a... doesn't really count because they're not turning into turkeys. It's a, it's a chicken-borne disease. But there is mayhem involving beaks and feathers and poultry. And uh, if that's enough for you to, to call it a Thanksgiving movie, then you will be okay with this one. It depends on your tolerance for trauma movies because this is a very, very trauma-ish movie. You know, it's, it's dumb. It's silly. It's gross. It's all the trappings of what you think of when you think of a trauma movie. This one has it. And I believe there's a sequel called 
Poultrygeist Return of the Chicken Dead. That one I have not seen, so I can't vouch for it. And there's a little short horror film on YouTube called The Day After. That's right. Made by me and Fred about four years ago. Without giving too much away, it's about 13 minutes, but it's perfect for Thanksgiving time viewing. It is. It's silly and it's fun. Yeah. Um, kind of a horror comedy. More of a comedy than a horror, but yes. it's definitely in the horror vein. So check it out on YouTube on our Scared Sift TV Yeah, YouTube and it's channel. and it's fun and... Uh, it's it's applicable throughout November because technically it takes place on November 1st. It's the day after, so it's the day after Halloween. That's right. So take a look. See, did you did you don the turkey suit for that at all? No, I didn't. I know Andy, no. the sound guy, and I know Jen donned the <laughs> turkey suit, which was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. So is this the start? Is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving going to be the start of more studio-produced, high-budget, Thanksgiving horror films. You know, it might be. This one, so far, I don't know what the box office is going to be, but the reviews are good. It's currently sitting at an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy for an Eli Roth-directed slasher movie. I mean, it's kind of nuts that it would be that well-liked by critics. I'm a little disappointed. Maybe that's not really the right word. It's I was really, really hoping for a full-length version of his beaten up VHS tape movie that looked like it was from the eighties that, that played with the tropes of the, you know, that, that trailer in Grindhouse. I, I loved Grindhouse. I know it was not doing well in theaters. I went to see it four times in the theater um, just because partly I saw it once or twice. And then I heard like they were splitting it up. You know, it was going to be, instead of showing Grindhouse, the double feature, they were going to show, Death Proof and Planet Terror separately because they freaked out about how it didn't do well on its opening weekend. So I, I wanted to support that movie and see it in its original form as much as I could, partly because those fake trailers, Machete opening the movie and then those three trailers in the middle, the Rob Zombie one, the Edgar Wright one, but the best of those three was Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. It felt so much like a fun 80s slasher movie. I think Thanksgiving, the film Thanksgiving, is a testament to the fans. You know, fans yeah. kept demanding it. Yeah. And eventually, you know, what is this, 17 years later? Mm-hmm. Or 15, 16 years later, it's finally out. They finally yeah. made it. So, yeah, fans fans want to see it. And they, they voice their opinion loud enough and long enough. His studios have to cave in eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I could say, I was a little disappointed to see that it doesn't look like it's straight from the video store. Uh, Eli Roth described it as, you know, instead of making that that way, he said the way we approached it was this was the remake. That movie exists. And now we're we're doing the remake version of it for 2023. And I'll, I'll go along with that. I could buy that. that. That's good enough for me to to let the hopes of a full length 80s movie version of Thanksgiving go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it's coming out and. Who knows what this means? Maybe next year or the year after, we'll have a whole new list of, of new Thanksgiving horror movies to discuss. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you might also just see more and more holiday-themed horror movies. If this one does well, I wouldn't expect to wait a full year until you see some more holiday-themed exploitation films. Yeah, Easter. I could only really think of Critters 2 for That's Easter. right. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple, but none that, again you would call real movies. There's a movie called Peter Rottentail, which is, I can't recommend anybody watch. <laughs> I think there's one called Peter Cottontail, which I also wouldn't recommend anybody watch. 
And I, I, there might be a few others, but um, it's another one that's starved for a proper definitive horror movie. Valentine's Day has a bunch of horror movies over the years. Yeah. The, the most, the definitive one probably being the original My Bloody Valentine. Oh, absolutely. The remake also solid. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day, you have what, eight or nine? <laughs> you have quite a few movies. Leprechaun movies. Yeah. So there, who knows what's next? We'll, we'll see what comes next. Hopefully this movie does well. Yeah. And it opens the envelope for more. Yeah. I also know that uh, Black Friday, on my calendar at least, is listed as Native American Heritage Day. And there is kind of an interesting movement in native and indigenous and Indian, Indian American horror content coming out and, and just movies and TV show and shows in general. Um, there's a popular show called reservation dogs on TV now, which people really like. And then one of the, the most popular horror authors now is a, a guy named Stephen Graham Jones, who is a really compelling writer. He wrote a novel that I think it's a little it's a little strange, but I think can really make a kick-ass movie called The Only Good Indians. And then there was another one he did called uh, Mapping the Interior. And these are things that I think, you know, the that native indigenous or I'll, I'll use the word Indian because he does, um, just so nobody comes after me. <laughs> Stephen Grand Jones is uh, from the Blackfeet tribal community and he uses the term Indian in all his right all his characters refer to themselves as Indian as well but he's kind of like he's kind of like the new hot name in uh, horror literature and I expect you'll see some adaptations of his stuff coming soon I think that's a pretty thorough discussion on the history of Thanksgiving horror films yeah you know I'm sure there's stuff I missed but uh over the years, I, if I ever find come across something I haven't seen yet, I, I really try to, to keep up with as much as I can. And um, if I missed anything major, I hope people will let us know. But I think, I think these are kind of the big ones and, and some of the small ones. I wouldn't expect anyone to consider Amityville Thanksgiving one of the big ones. But Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. No. So that's pretty much it for this week's episode, our special Thanksgiving episode. So in the future, uh, feel free to send us your questions. You could send us a direct message on our Instagram at scared underscore stiff underscore films. We're going to start doing a question and answer segment at the end of each show. So for the time being, um, what is your what's your favorite dessert, Fred, for Thanksgiving? Oh, geez. Well, the the star of the show every time at our Thanksgiving is usually um, pecan pie. My wife and her father both make one. And they compete a little bit, Ooh. but she often makes a a new pie of or or baked good of some kind each each year. I hope you tell your wife that hers is better, even if it's not. It usually is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dads, but you gotta um, you know, you gotta keep the wife happy. Yeah. Oh man, she made a uh, cranberry curd pie a couple of years ago, which wow. is a New York, New York Times recipe, which was phenomenal. Sounds delicious. Indeed. Yeah. There's blood red, too, which is uh, on theme here. Okay. There you go. It all ties together. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back to horror movies. So, Fred, I know you're not on social media. I'm not. So, But you could find us on our on Twitter at Scared Stiff Show. You can find us on Instagram, again, at Scared underscore Stiff underscore Show. And our YouTube channel at Scared Stiff TV. 
Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. This is Doug. This is Fred. See you next time.